Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. Hi, this is Bill. I thought this interview was so good, I wanted you to hear it again. So enjoy. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold. I hope you enjoyed Susie Larson Live if you tuned into her. What an awesome show. And now we've got uh, Todd Mulliken sitting in studio. We're going to talk today about developing a forgiveness mindset versus a hurt mindset. Because if we've been hurt, and it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when and how we're going to deal with it. Todd is a counselor and author and awfully glad to have him on the show as a regular. Todd, welcome. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. This is a tough topic today. We're going to, I know, handle it with grace and compassion because there's a lot of hurting people Mm. who are remaining in their hurt instead of developing a forgiveness mindset. Talk about that. Yeah, maybe a little bit of an overview about what each is, and maybe people can be thinking where they find themselves currently. All right, let's do that. So the hurt mindset, which is very common... Uh, cause like you said so well, it's not if, but when we get hurt, uh, has a sense of we've been hurt by this person. So now I am maybe not trusting their intentions as much. Last time I was hurt, it didn't get resolved very well. Uh, maybe I didn't say what was on my mind and address it with them. So I, I'm holding it against them. But now I'm wondering if they're really for me as much. Sure. So there's a pattern going on of some type of behavior that's annoying all the way to something that's really like abusive and really like chaotic and toxic, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but when what happens typically in the hurt mindset is we start holding things against the other and aren't kind of moving into more of a forgiveness mindset, which I'll we'll get to in a minute. Okay. And the dilemma about that is that we start to wear it. You know, we start to um, take it on. Uh, it creates, as you and I have talked about in the show before, kind of resentment bank accounts. Uh, and it 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 leaks. You know, it just leaks through different parts of our story. And so I, I really think that's why God is so, like, intentional and the Lord's so intentional about the 70 times 7 and about forgive as the Lord forgave you, like Paul says in Colossians. I mean, it's just... We, you know, we hear that mm-hmm. over and over again, and I don't know about for you, but sometimes it feels really counterintuitive to me. So I just want to just validate that the hurt mindset is very common. And But in my work as a counselor, I've seen uh, people hang on to hurt mindsets. And really what's happening when we do that is we're giving power to what happened to us versus power and who are we bec- who we're becoming in Christ. So it actually makes us continue to wear it and versus see the other. So last, maybe a couple of times ago in the show, Bill was talking about how do we see the other? How do we see their story? See why they're a little bit like controlling-ish in the relationship or how, why they kind of shut down a little bit in conflict or why they, you know, have their stuff that's hurtful and annoying. Uh, and are we, instead of saying what's wrong with you, are, are we maybe in our mind saying, Hey, what happened to you? Okay. 
I like that. Let's get into the dirt, though, a little bit, Todd Mulliken. Let's say somebody lied to you or you were hurt by someone uh, that you care about. Maybe your your spouse cheated on you. Maybe you had some abuse or you were uh, the victim of a, a sexual assault or someone emotionally or mentally really tormented you. Yeah. So you're hurt, and that's a legitimate hurt. It's legit. This hurt's been around maybe for uh, since childhood. Well, it's not invalid. I'm not saying it's invalid. I'm just saying. No, no, no right. I mean, it's, it's, oh, val- oh, yeah, yeah, it's valid, yeah. right? Like yeah. you're saying, it's a valid thing to feel like that. So it's nice to say, can't we just develop a nice forgiving mindset? And I agree with that. But let's address some of the dirt. Yeah. Because these are deep wounds. Yeah, and let's maybe talk about the forgiveness mindset next. Because okay. here's what it is, here's what it isn't. Right? Okay, let's do that. So the forgiveness mindset is releasing the other from what happened. Not easy. But, nope. But what we are going to do, and there's an and, and we are going to create really good boundaries that are intentional. Mm-hmm. And so if we are experiencing abuse, if we have been in a pattern of being exploited or assaulted or marginalized or, mm-hmm. or victimized or anything like that, we have ironclad boundaries. When is a boundary a healthy boundary and when is it a little bit of a weapon? Yeah. So again, I would say like if I'm if like if I'm still holding something against that person, then I feel like um, it's in my weaponry. If I'm releasing them because I see their story, I see their stuff, I have a boundary because I can't continue to be hurt by that person. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to continue to communicate. I mean, it kind of depends on the story and what's going on. Is there reconciliation going on? Is there not? So the forgiveness mindset, though, is the intentionality here is to release the other human from this so that we can continue on in our story. And what can we learn about that process? You know, what what can I learn about myself in this what am I learning about holding things against versus letting go? But you're, you know, it's clearly not continuing in something that is unsafe. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is clearly having boundaries, and boundaries are meant to clarify, meant to help us be at our best in Christ. And I talk about a number of different boundaries that mm-hmm. can be anywhere from a mild boundary of having an honest conversation with that person because we're kind of noticing a pattern of hurt that's starting to develop, and we want to get after it. Honesty today prevents problems tomorrow, mm-hmm. so we don't want to avoid the mess; we want to address the mess. Um, it can be all the way, it can be the second boundary I talk about, which is loving detachment, medium chill. We've had the honest conversation. You said that a little fast. Let's be, let's back up a little bit. Yep. Loving detachment, medium chill. What yeah, does medium so chill mean? Meaning like, I, you know, I'm going to be respectful and cordial, but not as close. Okay. Because I had the honest conversation. I don't know if it landed, you know, and we'll wait a minute. Now the pattern is still happening. Okay. And so I'm going to create some space now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm. I'm not going to hold it against because actually, you know what? Oh, I see. I see their story. I see where it came from. I see that they were bullied and now they're bullying. Um, oh, I, I see their story. Okay, I see it. I'm not going to wear it. I'm not going to stay in it. But I yeah. see it. And when people don't see it, when they wear it, then they hold it against. And now, wait for a bill. Then we're actually our our life starts being defined by that issue, mm-hmm. and that's just not fair to us, right? And that's why I think forgiveness is so important. So, and the third boundary is actually a boundary of separation because it's unsafe. Mm, the patterns okay. continue, and we're in abuse. We're in something that's completely unsafe, and so we have separation until there's a third party involved. You and I have talked about, you know, trying to do our best not to join the estrangement club, but maybe to, to have a, a season of separation that may last a long time if there's no if it continues to be unsafe. Mm-hmm. So, remember, Bill, I think. Everybody that's listening, we all have our story, and we're all in different seasons. And uh, 
so I thought I think it's just good to to get after like what where am I at with this kind of mindset I'm having uh, in my difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Todd Mulliken is my guest. We're talking today about developing a forgiveness mindset versus a hurt mindset. And Todd, is forgiveness an action or do I have to conjure up feelings of forgiveness when I don't really feel it? <laughs> or is it a combination of both? Yeah, it's probably yes to both. Okay. In the field of psychology, we talk about our attitude sometimes predicts our behavior, but also sometimes our behavior can predict our attitude. So I think it's a little bit of both, but it's, it is in that spirit of, you know, Philip Yancey in his book, What's So Amazing About Grace, written quite a while ago, says uh, that the only thing harder than forgiveness is the alternative. Not forgiving. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's much harder. So forgiveness isn't a free pass, but it's, it's really being intentional about not holding it against. It's releasing the other versus holding against. And, and I think it's easier to do that. If you think of people in your own story right now, you know that maybe there's been hurt and you start to see their story and where they've come from, it'll probably make more sense to us why this issue is continuing or why it happened five years ago on a Tuesday or why it continued in a 20 year relationship that's ended. And I'm just saying that I think it's better to see the story they've been through, create good boundaries, release them from it because you see it versus wear it, hold it against, build a case against because then I'm wearing it, and mm-hmm. then then it's um, it's it's on, and then I'm it's staying within me, and then I'm more vulnerable to what to have that. Then I'm going to start looking for it in other situations, which sometimes is a good thing. But sometimes I'm going to not see clearly if I'm in another relationship where this person now is doing something that kind of reminds me of that, but it isn't that, <laughs> and now. If I'm still holding against it, I'm going to be really vulnerable to to make sure I don't enter into a relationship again because I could get hurt again. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of playing not to lose. Uh, and now we're defined by what happened to us in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's why I think forgiveness is an action. It's a it's a it's a day to day thing, but it's more of a mindset that only happens right as you you talk about so well in this program is that because our identity is clearly rooted you know, in, in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And and because of that, then I have the capacity within me, because the Christ is in me, to release the other person. And I'm just offering this, that I think it's easier to do that if I know their story and I see their story and I have empathy for their story while I'm creating good boundaries and having honest conversations yeah. about how I've been hurt. What if they're not repentant, though? Yeah, and you 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 talk about seeing their story, mm-hmm. and you go, I look at their story and think they've been a narcissist all along. Mm-hmm. How did I miss that? Now I'm mad at myself that I missed it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. now my life has fracture, and it's not going to come back, and I don't like where I'm at. Exactly. Now what I'll I'll push back on and say narcissists have a story too. People with borderline personality disorder have a story too. You know, people that are narcissistic typically were bullied, abandoned, violated, abused. Sometimes they're just entitled, and those are the toughest ones where, you know, they're just entitled, always got what they wanted, and, you know, it's that kind of person. Yeah. And then, yeah, but you've got a strong boundary. You, you have an honest conversation. You're not, but I'm certainly not going to let my life be defined by what they did to yeah. me. 
Faith family comment just came in. Dealing with a narcissist, I just try to be cordial and not say too much. Perfect. Right? Is that perfect, though? Well, well, I Is mean, that a relationship? Well, you know, where are they at? You know, what's the truth yeah. about where they're yeah. at? Maybe this person's <laughs> done an honest conversation. Feel like you're on firing line today, Todd? <laughs> I love it. It's good. It's good. Okay. It's good. I got a little caffeine. I'm ready to go. Uh, well, Let's I know. I, I do, too. Thank you for the, the nice drink. Yeah, Todd well, always brings me a nice beverage. So my first 14 minutes, I'm always very happy when Todd's here. <laughs> It's downhill from there. Right? It, it is a little downhill from there, but I do my best to hang in there. Yeah, I think we don't know that person. What they said beautifully there is that what I think that that boundary does, though, is less is more, because sometimes what happens is we would just re-enter the fight, and typically the narcissist has a need to be right, a need to be entitled. They lack empathy. They're haughty, arrogant. You know, so I, I'm not going to waste my breath. I'm going to be honest about how it lands for me and what I think, and then I'm hurt by it, and I'm not okay with this. And maybe this person's done that. If they haven't, I would say do that first. Okay. You but know, it, but if this is your significant relationship, you feel a little desperate. You do, and this is a hard hour to be listening to. Oh, so far, obviously, yes. unless there's 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 hope coming. I'm sure right. there is because you always bring hope. Um, but boundaries are good, but. Boundaries can also isolate yeah. because you think I'm going to have less contact with this person because they're a complete narcissist off the rails, right? Correct. But I'm now having less relationship with that person and I'm watching one of my dreams go under. Right. And now I'm going to decide if I'm going to let this person define my story or not, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm Because I know their story. Not, now I've lived in it for a bunch of years and I'm going to decide what I'm going to do about that now because I get to do that in Christ. I get to reframe the story. I get to create boundaries. I get to do a separation or what I need to do to create space and be honest as I'll get out. And um, sometimes the person living with a narcissist will just not be honest because it doesn't go well. Mm -hmm. Is a narcissist um, harder to forgive because they don't think they did anything wrong? Yeah, for sure. The people that don't think they've done anything wrong are harder to forgive. And I'll be honest, most of the people I see there are like that in my office. They were never forgiven growing up. They never want to fight. Now they're going to win every fight. They were never forgiven. Now they're never going to forgive. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't mean we got to stay in that. It just means, oh, I see that. <laughs> I see that. And when I see it, then I don't wear it. And most people these days continue to wear it. They continue to be defined by that. And that's just not fair to them to be defined by that or the person who's been through their own Vietnam emotionally and now I'm living in it, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to really make sure that I don't pick up that toxic fume. And the best way I know how to do that is know that, you know, the transforming love of God helps me have, you know, all of my, all of my weaponry in a good way, all the, you know, in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, all of the armor of God to see that here's where I'm at. Here's, here's what I get with my shield and the sword of the spirit and all the loving ways I get to create space and boundaries, have honest conversations and uh, get real like black and white about it, especially if you're living with somebody that's narcissistic. Mm -hmm. Did you pay the bill at the website? Todd uh, you know, you've been bringing it up, and I'm really glad you do because I always forget. Okay, so yeah. is is it live? Did it's, you pay it? It might be TBD. I don't know. Okay, well, I, well, actually, I sold some books this week, so it must be live. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to send people there. But if you didn't pay bills and it's not yeah, live, then I'm going to. I should probably I'm, check on it before I come. Each I wish time. you would. Yeah, I wish you <laughs> get would. on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Mulliken is my guest. You can learn more about him at Todd Mulliken, M U L L L I K E N dot com. If you have a question or comment about what we're discussing today, and I'll re refresh your memory, it's developing a forgiveness mindset versus a hurt mindset. Is your mindset right now one of forgiveness or is your mindset right now one of feeling hurt and not certain 
how to get to the other side. So maybe you're hurt right now and you really want to get to forgiving. Do you have a story to tell? Do you have something you want to share? Are you in a forgiving mindset or a hurt mindset? 877-933-2484. Hello, Cheerful Givers. It is always amazing that you live so intentionally and give so sacrificially and are so generous in all that you do, whether it's financial gifts or it's your time and talents and resources God has given you. You are making an incredible difference for the kingdom. And kingdom advances through prayer and giving. And we don't want to have the year end without inviting you to uh, make that end-of-the-year tax deductible gift to help support Faith Radio. Your gift right now will keeps us spreading the good news in front of a lot of people. So thank you for giving by clicking the link in the show notes or giving at myfaithradio.com. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Bill. I thought this interview was so good, I wanted you to hear it again. So enjoy. Oh, I love when Jesus transforms your heart from a hurt mindset to one of a forgiveness Mindset. That's the topic today with counselor and author Todd Mulligan. He's here with me in studio. He brought me a nice warm beverage, so I'm awfully glad to have him here. And Todd, let's uh, uh, let's talk a, a, before. I want to hear some stories, by the way. Mm. Um, but I also just want to say that when you are transformed from feeling hurt, because sometimes being hurt is a comfortable place to live, because you got a little bit of grit. I got a little bit of fighting me because I'm hurt and I get to be that way. <laughs> you do. If I have yeah. to let it go, then I'm giving up my little ammo, right? Yeah. Which is what you should do. But I'm just saying it's not easy for some. And most of the time for most of us, uh, hurt hasn't been resolved well in our story. Yeah. And so when it's not resolved well, we don't. Oh create a secure attachment style with it. And so we kind of hang on to it. And that's kind of what we know. We're alone in it, but we rather do that than kind of come towards, because anytime I've tried to come towards, towards the other, it doesn't go well anyway. Mm -hmm. Let's hang on to it. Yeah. So, you know, and there's lots of root causes for that in each person, right? But what we don't see enough of is the stories of like, I'm coming towards you. This is really hard. I'm releasing this. I'm really hurt by what happened. What do you got? Or what do you, how do you see it? So we're creating invitations because we get to do that because that's what Great Commission calls us to do. Uh, we get to create invitations from our own wise mindset uh, that is letting go of hurt. But I think, you know, you said it so well, there's something about that hurt that just feels like, well, I'm just going to, yeah, it's giving me a little power. Especially if I'm more of like, for me, I'm more of a passive person emotionally sometimes. So, I, yeah, I got a little, I got a little ammo now. Mm. I've got a little bit of like, maybe it makes me feel more assertive. Maybe even mm-hmm. like I'm, now I'm not being as passive. I'm yeah, you know what I mean. I'm kind of like this is giving me a little energy in that, and so it it's you know. But I have to ask myself what's my mindset about it, and and how am I in, am I am I going to have an honest conversation? Because avoiders tend to avoid hard stuff and just kind of wear it. So have the hard conversation that might not go well. Um, but see the other in their story and now create boundaries so that you can move forward. 
Yeah, whether it's control or revenge, if you're hanging on to hurt, you're going to probably do one of those two things, right? Yeah. Try to, try to manipulate or seek revenge. Both <laughs> options are bad. They are, but they're very common. You're so right. Mm. Yeah, so well said. Thanks. All right, uh, here's a text from Faith Family member. Hello, how do you help or come alongside a family member who gets offended easily, rarely says they're sorry, and doesn't own up to what they do? Mm. Todd Mulligan? Yeah, it's certainly not a one-off conversation. That sounds like a lot of different delicate issues there the person's struggling with. Oh, yeah. So probably lifelong. So the best I can do is if I have a close relationship with that person is is have an honest conversation, just let them in and say, like, here's what I've been noticing. And and that's I'm, it's really hard for me when you said that yesterday, and I'm really struggling with it. How do you see it? Mm-hmm. And they, they're likely to get very, like, agitated, very uh, hurt by what you've said. And so then usually the, the thought for me there is, then, well, that wasn't worth doing because nothing was resolved. And I've usually found when you have the conversation and then you see the other person's reaction, hopefully it helps you see like, yeah, they, they got, you know, they're really like sensitive. They get really defensive. They get agitated quick. Uh, but I was honest and Romans twelve nine and a bunch of other verses say, you know, things like love must be sincere. And so I'm just going to be sincere about it. And now it's on the table. So now what happens is it, it is on the table. It is out of my tummy and out of my head mm-hmm. and I'm not sinning in my anger. Like, you know, Ephesians four twenty five and 26 says, I'm not sinning in my anger anymore. So I'm not building a case against the human. I'm bringing it towards didn't go well, but I'm not going to put pressure on myself to have that be a one-off. I'm mm-hmm. going to say like, I've, I just released it out. I did my, I invited them into the conversation. It went horribly. Uh, now sometimes they don't, sometimes they, kind of go halfway decent, but even if it goes horribly, I would offer it's better to do that than it is to hang on to it. Now, afterwards, if it doesn't go well, it just hopefully helps you see why you're setting boundaries and you've let them in. And then you can decide, right? Like if you're living with that person, it's different than if it's a family member that maybe you see twice a year, right? Mm -hmm. And the holidays are coming up. Uh, so you get to decide if you want to hang out in my honest conversation boundary and have another one and say, yeah, you know what we talked about a month ago, it, it landed again. And I'm just letting you know, I'm not looking to keep score, but that just landed harsh. And maybe in the meantime, two other things happened that were really good. And we just talk about that, you know, talk, just be truthful about what is true. Right. And so we're not looking for the next time they screw up, but if they do like, let's talk about it again. Mm hmm. And um, and they'll get as defensive again, likely. And then, and then when they get defensive, just say like, hey, you know, I'm for you. I love you. I'm just hurt. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can go deeper into that based on how it's going and your discernment from your, your wise counsel of the Holy Spirit in that moment. Pray ahead of time. Visualize the Holy Spirit within you as you're going into this delicate moment and know that he's for you and advocating and groaning to the Father on your behalf. Here we go. And it didn't go well. And I see why it didn't go well uh, and let them know that their defensiveness was hard and that hurt too. But uh, thanks for listening to what I had to say. And I'm for you and I love you. Mm. You know, if that's what is true. Meanwhile, so, Todd, Jesus shows up with some pretty radical instruction. Like, for example, uh, the biblical solution is total forgiveness, not partial. Yeah. It's not, eh, I'm going to forgive you on this account, but not this. And so 
we always are dealing when we go to scripture with things that will come across as very counterintuitive. Yeah. I'll, I'll forgive 90% of what you did, but not the 10. But God says the biblical forgiveness is all of it. Because that's what I did for you, all of it. And you know, there's nobody else that knows our story oh, yeah. better than the Lord, right? Right. And so again, we're all not details. the Lord, but yep. we're supposed to be in his likeness. So that's why I say see their story, right? See their humanity, mm-hmm. see their story. Which, you know, and Jesus said boundaries all the time. He didn't say to the Pharisees, hey, it's wonderful that we're having this delicate conversation in the book of John. This is great. We're really having a great time. So, no, he had hard stuff. And, you know, he didn't say to everybody, you whitewashed tombs. You know, yeah. but he, he said yeah. it to the people who thought they were a big deal and had all the answers and, you know, and trying to trick them and trap mm-hmm. them, right? Um, so there's that part of the Lord, too, which is really direct and strong. But the people that are already direct and strong don't need to do that part. Okay. They need to do the grace part more. They need to know that, you know, who's the woman at the well that I'm still, like, holding stuff against? Who's the person I'm holding stuff against that's a nickel and dime thing I'm just building resentment against? Or who am I holding stuff against and I'm not really releasing them because, you know, what the host said, Bill said, like, you know, Jesus talks about total forgiveness. So where am I at with that? Mm-hmm. And, but the good news is, is, and I've seen it in my own story when I've had difficult people in my life where I've just continued to build cases against them versus seeing their story. It's a change. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Because now I see their story and now my boundary, if they're dysregulated, isn't, I'm not wearing it. I'm not taking that. It's the game has slowed down where you, you see the dysregulation, you see the trauma, you see whatever, and you see it. And that's different than taking it on. Like, you know, we're called to be, you know, peacemakers. And I would offer like caregivers need to give care versus caretake versus mm-hmm. take it on. Give care from your place of contentment in, in, the, Lord, in the Lord, whether we're in the plenty or in the want. Mm-hmm. Todd Mullican is my guest. We're talking about having a forgiving mindset instead of a hurt mindset. Maybe you're, you're hurt right now. Todd, is it part of our fallen nature that if we forgive someone completely, we feel like we're letting them off the hook a little. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. For you, sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's, and you said it perfectly, we really haven't totally forgiven. And the only way now I know how to do that is to just know, well, of course, of course, you know. I I, I remember, like it was yesterday, uh, high, you know, we just did our 45th high school reunion, so we were talking about stories all the time with my friends, right? And we, we talked about a story where um, one of our friends got, um, we were on the way to the football game, we're walking up uh, close to the gate, and one of our friends got jumped by uh, a, a school bully, and I got his, you know, got a black eye from him. And we watched, and we tried to protect him, but we couldn't, and... Then the bully ran off, and uh, why did you one- get the guy, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you weren't the bully. No. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought you said why don't why didn't I go hit the bully? <laughs> no, like, no, yeah. no. I thought you. Were, I thought you were the bully. I'm so confused. So, but what we, we what we talked about was like, hey, you know, the the bully got his um, he got his clock cleaned every day by his dad, an okay. alcoholic father, and okay. he's got the living daylights kicked out oh, wow. every day. So sad. So he left the home, and he was looking to. Even the score somewhere. Yeah. So this friend who got his black eye 45 years ago or 43 years ago, whatever, just realized I, I see what happened. I'm not like glad it happened, but I see why. It took a I while, but yeah. It. 
got very, there. Very sad. Does that make sense? So there's oh, usually stories sense. behind yeah. the stories, and that what, that's what matters. So Yeah. Todd Mulliken is my guest. We're talking about a forgiving mindset. Do you have one, or do you have a hurt mindset? And if you do, and you want to share any story, let us know or ask a question. We'd love to hear what it is you have. 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. You can learn more about Todd at his website, Todd Mulliken, M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N.com. Be right back. Hi, this is Bill. I thought this interview was so good, I wanted you to hear it again. So enjoy. It's the Afternoon Show with Bill Arno. Drive time, drive time. Let's get it started. Jump in your car. What's for dinner? It's the Afternoon Show with Bill Arno. My guest today is Todd Mulliken. He's a counselor and author. He is in the state of Minnesota. You can learn more about him at his website if he has paid his bill, toddmulliken.com. Today we're talking about having a forgiveness mindset versus a hurt mindset. Todd, I'm guessing that it's wise for all of us to start by focusing on how much we've been forgiven, period. Mm. Let's start there. Yeah. Look at how we have been forgiven. Now, there's enough hurt and brokenness in the world that we're going to suffer unimaginable hurts in this life. But how do we get to a complete and full forgiveness with our mindset being, I am going to fully forgive that person. When mm. there's a part of me that goes, oh, no, no, this hurt is too deep to let this one go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruminate on this one for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think, you know, we read in Colossians, just as we came to Christ, stay rooted in Christ that way. I, I think what happens, at least for me, I know when I go to that forgiveness place and re- recognize, okay, the Lord has forgiven me for everything I've done, and I've had clients who have said that, and believe that strongly, and then a month later, two weeks later, the situation repeats itself of a pattern that's been hurtful, and so they just get triggered, and in that moment, that stuff that that I or they uh, remembered and wanted to integrate into their life just gets slippery. Mm-hmm. It gets elusive, and that's when we just get to realize, like, yeah, I... It's a daily. It's a daily thing that I, I get to remember in my quiet time that this is a couple areas that I still haven't released, and I'm still doing the ninety ten or, you know. And how do I just get to remind myself of what is true about that forgiveness, and then also what happens in my mind when I have released others from that, uh, and how free I can feel that I see their story just as God sees my story. I see their story. I see why they struggle. Uh, I've been honest that they're still doing it. I've created a boundary. It's not the same. It's really hard, but I know I've released them. And, um, and I, I feel that. And like you said, maybe the feeling doesn't get there right away, but I just think, you know, Christian is one big yes and a lot of little yeses, Bill. So I think it's a daily rhythm that I know I have to do to continue to remind myself that forgiveness is one of the top things. And in the field of psychology, it's very similar, like empathy, forgiveness, gratitude are what we call pro-social behaviors, and and that's just Jesus all over the place in all of those. So how are we promoting those kinds of behaviors in our story on Mm -hmm. a regular basis? And forgiveness is one of the big three. Mm -hmm. There's a comment 
Todd trying to love my girl out of constant anger isn't working when I don't respond with anger. Instead, with the gift, she thinks she won. Doesn't compute that it's his kindness working through me. Mm. Love the attitude. Love the effort. Do love the effort. Say that again, would you? Trying to love my girl out of constant anger. So, sounds like this girl has a lot of anger constantly. Mm -hmm. Yep, so she's trying, trying to, to love her out of it. Trying that. to love her out of it. Mm-hmm. It's not working. When I don't respond with anger, obviously they're trying to amp right. up the discussion. Instead, I just respond with a gift. She thinks she won. Mm. Mm. It's like concession. It's like, yeah. I'm angry. You're coming with a gift. I yeah. won. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. doesn't com- compute. It doesn't compute with her that his this is his kindness working through me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's tough. Yeah, and we don't know enough about the story, but that's, you know, if there's that type of need to win there or that type of impulsivity with that type of reaction, and if you will, that lack of understanding of, I'm guessing it's father-daughter. Or, or I have no idea. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't um, know. yeah, that person's intent towards me, if I'm the girl, like... And if that if they're unable unable to see that and just need to kind of know that they were right, you know, that just again would be a sign of knowing this person probably lacks some empathy capacity. It's a girlfriend. Girlfriend, great. Yep. Yeah. So they probably lack some empathy capacity. And so if it were me, I would, you know, try to the next time I see this person who I care about, God, this this is what I'm struggling with and this is what, what's happening for me right now. Because um Again, when we think of transformative moves in my book, being right versus being liked, I've I've only seen it happen when the codependent type kind of is honest about his or her feelings, and then that brings to light what they're concerned about. Now, that may blow it all up, but it's probably better than enduring this kind of pattern that this person so wisely sees themselves in. So sometimes that gift of loving the person through and staying regulated while they're dysregulated, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes the mild, the person has some mild trauma or mild tendencies towards a personality that sort of gets quiet in that, sees it, trusts it, and then we're good. And that helps you see that, that, that condition is probably more mild for that girl. But if it, if it's that type of reaction that's pretty visceral, it's probably deeper under the hood and deeper issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus came to redeem you from mm. the acts and the sinful things that have been done against you. So there's where we can find incredible fulfillment from our brokenness and pain through yeah. his redemption in our lives, through the things that have been done to us to hurt us. Yeah. Because we're not going to find it necessarily from another person. No. And we know like this man's intent was really pure and good as, as giving that gift. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, so I think the, I, I, that person hopefully can be defined by their intent, not the reaction, but continue the honest conversation from the place of what you're talking about knowing Mm -hmm. that he's loved by God. Mm -hmm. Todd Mulliken is my guest. He's a counselor and author helps people in their difficult times of relational issues. And Todd, a question just came in. What if you ask forgiveness and the person says she will forgive, but will never forget? This happened to me when I asked forgiveness. Mm. That stings. It does. Mm -hmm. You know, this is probably not a great answer, but it's kind of on them if they're not going to forget. Right. I mean, not because that's on you. Just means like, oh, wow, that's 
that's sad. Yeah, right? something you carry, not me. Right, right. And they're carrying it, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, you're not having like a, you know, a patronizing conversation of like, well, I'm sorry that you're choosing to carry that, but you know, rather, you know, just like that's, that's hard to hear, hon. That's really, really hard. I hear you. I see that, and it's just hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you don't try to fix it, but you had a volley. There was a volley. And that that's a great example of what I'm talking about, Bill, is that person is choosing, you know, the forget is louder than the forgive. Or not forgetting is louder than the forgive. Mm-hmm. There's another comment from a faith family member. I read this this morning. Forgiveness is clearly God's prescription for the broken. No matter how great the offense or abuse, forgiveness lies among the path to healing. Forgiveness breaks the cycle. It doesn't settle all the questions of blame, justice, or fairness, but it does allow relationships to heal and possibly start over. Let's go. Oh, yeah. So well said. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Could you say that again? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Forgiveness is clearly God's prescription for the broken. No matter how great the offense or abuse, forgiveness lies along the path to healing. Forgiveness breaks the cycle. It doesn't settle all the questions of blame, justice, or fairness, but it does allow relationships to heal and possibly start over. And for me, what gives me the the goosebumps and the Holy Spirit tingles is the breaking the cycle. And maybe we can just think about, is there a cycle that has been in our family history that we're wanting to break? And I've seen it in my office, you know, many, many times over the 35 years where somebody is going, is choosing to get out of what's been really like a fixed mindset of like anger and irritability, but they realize that they were, they weren't nurtured and they understand where it's coming from, but now they know they have been nurtured by their heavenly father and they see it, they know it, but boy, when they're in the toxic stuff with their spouse, that is what they saw like growing up. They just can't get out of it. They can't get out of it. They can't get out of it. But they are committed to make sure their kid isn't in somebody's office in 20 years. And they are committed to chain, to break that chain, to break that pattern. And so, and that sometimes is the armor mm-hmm. that the Lord provides is that desire to change that pattern. Mm-hmm. Todd, if I have an unforgiving mindset, is that something that, is coming out of hurt or is it something that's coming out of pride? I would say it can be either. Okay. You know, I, I think one can, way more than the other. Do you think? I, I think for those of us that where we kind of get into that self-absorption kind of pride is loud. I think that's a quick run to that. And, uh, and then I do think the hurt, but usually in a perfect world, what I found is people that were hurt you know, like that bully who punched my friend, um, you know, they're, they're going to continue to hurt others, um, cause they're continuing to be in that hurt mindset. Um, I think pride then continues because they're justifying why they're doing it. You know, they continue to stay prideful in it and they feel a sense of arrogance about it. And that's oftentimes recently I've had some breakthroughs in my office about people that have shame, uh, that is, buried and then they just feel ashamed then they get really selfish in the shame if that makes sense they, they they feel like they're detached and they're selfish in it and then they become kind of narcissistic in it so to your question i think it can be a both and mm-hmm. it's that selfishness and you know from the pride and it's also usually originally from hurt mm-hmm. i'm with todd mulliken and we're talking today about a forgiveness mindset versus a hurt mindset we all have hurt 
It's going to happen to all of us. It's just a matter of when, not if. So when we do get hurt, is our mindset one of forgiveness or is our mindset one of hurt, where we sit and we try to figure out how we're going to release this? It's a tough question, but God is in the middle of every one of your concerns and issues, and he came to help you with every problem that you have. And if you're having hurt today, let us know how we can pray for you. We want you to walk away this hour thinking, I have the strength because God gives it to me and I can I can live differently. So 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. You've probably heard me talk about hope quite a bit this season, and I think it's because we need to hear more about it. We need to encourage one another with hope. We need to build one another up with the hope that we have in Christ. And if you are feeling lonely or maybe you are having periods of disappointment or despair and you need hope, we want you to know that you can always come to God's word for hope. Hope will always be there for you waiting. And if you are struggling to make it to the next moment, I want you to be able to text the word HOPE to 877-933-2484. Hi, this is Bill. I thought this interview was so good, I wanted you to hear it again. So enjoy. Todd Mulliken's my guest. He's sitting here with me in studio. I always love seeing him face to face. I always appreciate his wisdom and his ability to look at issues biblically and help us say, this is what God wants for us. We're talking about having a forgiveness mindset today. And I love that versus a hurt mindset. There's plenty of people that are hurt. And if you're living in a hurt mindset today, maybe you can get that released today because you can take this to the Lord and we can pray for you. 877-933-2484. Todd, help me walk through this story. This is a true story from a friend of mine and he uh, was a youth pastor in California and he was very helpful to one of his daughter's friends who was in kind of an abusive home. There was alcoholism and there was a, almost danger. So the girl would sort of camp out at their house a lot, just get away mm-hmm. from home, right? And th- my friend was very leery of this guy, didn't like him. I mean, didn't didn't like his his behavior and, and was not doing the family thing. He also happened to like carpeting as, for a living. And so my friend orders this new carpeting and it comes in and it's about three or four weeks in front of the holidays and it arrives and there's no one that can install it for like a month because it's in a more remote part of California. Mm. But this guy (laughs) lays carpet and he was, his wife said, let's just, let's just let him do it. Let's let, that way we'll have it down for the holidays. And he was, nope, 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 not going to do it. And he finally kind of wore down and she said, let's just have him do it. And he said, okay, but I'm going to watch him like a hawk. I'm not going to take an ounce of guff from him. If he tries to pad the bill, I'm going to get every, <laughs> every I dotted, every T crossed. And he comes over and puts in the carpeting. It takes a day and a half to do. And he comes up to my friend with the bill and he's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's been padded. <laughs> There's going to be adjustments. And he was very reluctant. And you could just, he said, my, I could feel my defenses were up because my mindset was, I'm, I can't trust this guy. And he said to him, I want to thank you so much for 
the way in which you and your wife and, and your daughter have, have loved my daughter because I have fallen short. Oh, I, I have not been the kind of dad that I could have been. Hmm. And he handed him the bill, and on the bill it said, paid in full. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? That's powerful. I know. Boy, it was interesting to hear your friend's kind of frenetic, kind of hurt mindset. Oh, oh that yeah. powerful? Oh, he that? wasn't going to let this one get through. Yeah, and yeah. just not trusting, which makes sense. You know? Yeah, I mean, building you're a case re- against. Yeah, mm-hmm. legitimate case. Totally. Yeah, and then to have that reaction, how did he? How did he respond after? I, like in a pool of tears after he <laughs> left. <laughs> you know, begging forgiveness. Wonder what his wife said. You know, <laughs> <laughs> put on her tap. She's told you so. Told you. No, no, I, no, I don't think she's. I hope she wouldn't do that. That was beautiful. Yeah. How about his wife being can. Continuing to encourage. That's a toughie. Right? That's tough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, those are the great stories, right? And I've seen those situations in my office too. But also that you see what's more common is a situation where we really do forgive, but the other person doesn't uh, receive it or they don't want to reconcile. Mm-hmm. It just feels like it lands flat. And then we have to make sure after that happens that we know we've not checked the box, but we've really are trying to see them as God sees them, you know, and we're, we're trying to do that. And we, mm-hmm. and we, we, we feel like we've made movement towards that. But I think what happens, Bill, like is we're just, you know, the, the body is in a self-protective mode. Like your friends was going, I don't trust this. Here's a deal. I'm waiting for it. Here we yep. go again. Yep. And, and more often than not, that's what happens is we're disappointed. Um, but when we get in a forgiveness mindset, then we're not going to be defined by how it goes. Because that's what the hurt mindset does, is it builds a case against, and we continue to build a case against that person, mm-hmm. which is fair to do, but it's building a case against, which is kind of increasing resentment versus releasing resentments. And I see their story. I see his struggle with his daughter. I, I see that. Um, I got good boundaries. I mean, I have boundaries for my daughter, like he said, but, but I see his story. You know? mm-hmm. um, and that's hard. To, it's hard to get there. So, Todd, you've been counseling for 35 years plus, I believe, and I'm wondering, is the Christian life hard? Very hard. Okay. Yeah, very hard. And also, it, it's it's one of those things, it's, it's, we get those tastes of heaven, right, in a worship service or in a time when in prayer or in a Bible study or a moment like that for your friend that is just so transformative and beautiful and and those are the, you know, the moments on this side of heaven that are very transformative. Mm-hmm. But those are the things that when we put into action these things, I've seen it in my office where people have like, they've moved from a hurt mindset to a forgiveness mindset. And it's it's brought tears to their spouse. And other times where they have moved from a hurt mindset to a forgiveness mindset and the spouse has not changed or the daughter has not changed, but they feel more relief. Not immediately. But it takes a while to get there. But once you're there on the other side of it, you realize you are not holding that against the other person. And and I have plenty of those kind of stories, mm-hmm. Bill. It, it is a different mindset shift, but we get to let the Lord hold us in it. And so then when your friend is going through those activities in his mind, like I would about, I'm not trusting this, here's the deal. So that's an in-game adjustment people can make. When I find myself continuing to hold a case against let me then go, what's their story? What is their story? 
you know, how does God see them? What's their story? Mm-hmm. What do I know uh, I'm for releasing them from what's happened so that I can be free to love well. And I'm having boundaries in place that are honest about what's happened to me and why I have boundaries up. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that gives people some takeaways to know they, they get to have those movements towards. All right, Todd, a couple of minutes left to make a comment on this uh, comment from a faith family member. To reconcile, three things need to happen. This is from Pastor Smeeds. The offender mm. must. The offender needs to acknowledge that they hurt you. The the offender needs to be willing to experience the pain along with you. The offender must commit to not hurting you again in the same way. I think this is a good standard. Could Todd comment on that? Mm. Isn't it nice? I only gave you two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. This is what the offender needs to be able to do. The to, offender needs to, reconcile. to acknowledge that they hurt you, yep. be willing to experience some of the pain, yep. and commit to not doing it again. Yeah, those are good boundaries to have uh, against the person that has offended us. Yeah, But I would also offer, like, if that doesn't happen, I'm not going to continue to build a case against. Okay, I'm going to release them from it. I'm going to have boundaries that protect me. Sure. But I'm not going to... In my opinion, and Smeeds is the best, so I love Lou's stuff. Uh, that's Pastor Smeeds. Lewis Smeeds, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. So every, read his stuff and forgiveness is very good. I would just offer, like, I want to make sure, like, because that's, that's the gold standard right there, mm-hmm. right? And if, if it's short of that, the, it's right. There, there isn't reconciliation. It's possible. But what, what I get to do in the meantime is still release the other person versus wait for this to happen. And I've, as I'm releasing the other person from those things, then I get to move on in my story and not build a case against them. I get to have good boundaries and, hey, here's what is needed for reconciliation. Here's the A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I'm for that and I'd love to see that and God can be on a move in that. But if it's not happening, uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to hold this against them. I'm going to have good boundaries, but I'm going to be free to love myself Jesus well and love others well mm-hmm. while this delicate thing is sitting out there. I'm not in denial about it. And here's what I need. Here are the boundaries. Yeah. You 30 seconds, Todd, give me a 30 second, uh, sermon on hope. Yeah, I, I do believe like forgiveness is the key. You know, one of the main keys we have to pursue a wonderful life in Christ and it, it releases us from hurt. It releases us from holding on to things that we, we get to let go of. And when I know when I do that, I know with clients I've had to have done that, they do feel lighter. They feel more on their toes and come toward. And that's what the gospel really invites us to move into is mm-hmm. that, is that mindset of forgiveness. And seeing the beauty of that and just checking that hurt mindset at the door a little bit and and sitting with the Lord about it mm-hmm. and do that well. Thank you, Todd, for Thanks being for with me. us. ToddMullican.com. We will take a short break and be back with more in just a minute. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.